God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Welcome to the God Minute. This is Marian Saturday, in the day after the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus in the Temple, which means I officially have to take my Christmas decorations down. <laughs> Thank you for praying with us today. I suffer from anxiety, most of the time just moderate, sometimes episodes of it being crippling. I have phases of managing it better, but it's always there to some extent, like an ever-lingering cloud. I used to think that if I could eliminate stressors, it would eventually go away, but I've come to learn it's not necessarily the specific stressors because If it's not something, it's another, if that makes sense. It's more of an internal processing thing. When I realized this, it felt really heavy. Like, wow, I may never feel all the way better. It might just be a lifelong battle. The anxiety, whether subtle or extreme, might always be there. I fought against this and struggled with this idea for years it's felt really dark. It really wasn't until the past year or so that I've kind of just accepted this as part of my cross. And of course, our Lord, knowing exactly the help I'd need to carry this cross, has led me to Our Lady as a model. I read recently that Mary has revealed to certain saints that when she and St. Joseph presented Jesus in the temple, and Simeon prophesied about the sorrows Mary would face, she was filled with an intense, foreboding type of suffering. And she carried this her entire life with an extreme distress of knowing what was to come. The book goes on to say, Since our Lord has given us the Blessed Virgin Mary as a model of perfection, it was necessary that she should be burdened with sorrows, so that in her we might admire her heroic patience and endeavor to imitate it. Our sweet mama has experienced it all for us. If we're facing a battle, she knows. She knows what we're feeling. She's been there. I found a lot of peace in knowing that Mary too faced a lifelong battle like that of my anxiety. And it was a cross that she carried perfectly and gracefully. So she is here to help me carry mine too. Today for our meditation, I'm going to read the story of the presentation from the book, The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics. And I pray that the Holy Spirit uses it to touch your heart in the way you need most today. 
After the departure of the Magi, the Mother of God said to St. Joseph, My master, dispose of all the offerings of the kings as belonging to my son and to yourself. I deserve nothing. Together they divided the gifts into three parts, one for the temple, the incense and myrrh and some of the gold, another for the priest who had circumcised the child, and the rest for the poor. When the fortieth day after the nativity drew near, the Immaculate Mother of God did not hesitate to subject herself to the general Hebrew law requiring the purification of mothers and the presentation of firstborn sons in the temple at Jerusalem. For she saw in the soul of her divine son that he wished to offer himself as a living victim to the Eternal Father in the temple. During the five-mile journey, the weather was unusually severe. Cold, sleety winds made the child Jesus shiver and weep. Toward evening, having traveled slowly with several resting periods, the Holy Family reached the city gate of Jerusalem and found a welcome lodging in the humble home of a devout old couple without children. Then, at Mary's suggestion, St. Joseph went alone to the temple and made an anonymous donation of the myrrh, incense, and gold in order to avoid any ostentation of wealth at the ceremony the following day. That night, the holy man Simeon, a very old and thin priest with a short beard, was kneeling at prayer in a tiny cell of the great temple in Jerusalem. The Holy Ghost who dwelt in him had already revealed to him that he was not to die until he had seen the promised Messiah. Now, while he was praying in ecstasy, an angel appeared to him and told him to observe carefully the first child presented to the priests the next morning, for that child would be the savior of the world for whom he longed so much. The old man was inflamed with joy. The holy matron Anna was likewise favored with a vision concerning the purification, and she rejoiced greatly because she had been one of Mary's teachers during her stay in the temple as a girl. Before dawn, the Holy Family left their lodging in Jerusalem and went to the temple, accompanied by thousands of invisible chanting angels. At the entrance of the women's court, Mary knelt and humbly presented herself to God with his son in her arms. She was dressed in a light blue robe over which she wore a long yellow mantle and a white veil. The simple and devout old priest Simeon, who had been waiting for several hours already, could no longer restrain his impatience. Moved by the Holy Spirit, he went to meet his Lord, and in the hallway he caught sight of both mother and child, surrounded by a wonderful light. After saying a few words to Mary, with the greatest joy he took the divine child into his arms and pressed him to his heart. Simeon led Mary to the table, where she placed in the cradle the child Jesus, who was wrapped in a long sky-blue veil. The holy temple now seemed to be filled with a heavenly light. Almighty God was present there. And above the child, the heavens seemed to open before the throne of the Holy Trinity. Simeon and three other priests, having put on their ceremonial vestments, took their places around the table and prayed over the babe. Then Anna gave Mary the basket with her offerings of fruit and coins and Simeon again led her to the table. One of the priests took up the child, raised him toward heaven, and turned toward Simeon, who placed him back in the virgin's arms, 
and recited over them both some prayers from a rolled manuscript. After the ceremonies were over, Simeon came to Mary and received the infant Jesus from her hands. Then raising his eyes to heaven in an ecstasy of joy, he offered the child to the Eternal Father, glorifying God for having fulfilled the promises and saying, Now thou dost dismiss thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word in peace, because my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and a glory for thy people Israel. St. Joseph had come to join Mary, and he listened with deep respect to the inspired words of the old man. Simeon blessed them both. Then, addressing himself to Mary, who was luminous like a heavenly rose, he added, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and for the rise of many in Israel, and for a sign that shall be contradicted. In thy own soul a sword shall pierce, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. At the moment when the priest mentioned the sword in the sign of contradiction, which were prophetical of the passion and death of the Lord, the child Jesus bowed his head, thereby ratifying the prophecy and accepting it, as the sentence of the Eternal Father pronounced by his minister. All this was understood by Mary, and she began to feel sorrow, for as in a mirror her spirit was made to see the mysteries included in this prophecy. All these things remained indelibly impressed on her memory. Mary then humbly kissed the hand of the priest and again asked for his blessing, and she did the same to Anna, her former teacher. Then, with St. Joseph and her divine son, she returned to her lodging. The Blessed Virgin said to St. Bridget of Sweden in another revelation, On that day of the purification, my pain was increased, for though by divine inspiration I knew that my son was to suffer, yet this grief pierced my heart more keenly at Simeon's words. And until I was assumed in body and soul to heaven, this grief never left my heart. Remember the sorrow that pierced my heart at the prophecies of Simeon, and how I remained in peace and tranquility, even though my heart and soul were transfixed by a sword of pain. Seek ever to preserve inward peace. Full of trust in me whenever tribulations come over thee, fervently exclaim, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? May Almighty God watch over and protect us in blessing this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You are so appreciated. We'll see you tomorrow.
to